is Free Talk Live, and we've got ourselves a brand new call-in number. For those of you that haven't been listening to the weekday program, it's the first time you've heard of it. 1-855-450-FREE is the new number. Replace that old one, 1-855-450-3733. It is the live Saturday edition of the show. Of course, you can call in about anything that you want. That's the point of Free Talk Live. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, So coming up here tonight, how much of it we'll get to... I don't know, but it's definitely – it's all very important. Uh, the Postal Service possibly going to default. Uh, we will you know, maybe get into some of that. Plus, There's a lot of default talk going around. Yeah, plus a story about uh, Muslims. A lot of people have uh, nasty things to say about Muslims that they're going to try to take over. Well, there's some interesting news about uh, U.S. Muslims, the ones that are around these parts and what they believe. We'll get to that here in a moment. Your call is certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Andrew in New Hampshire to start things out here tonight. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I want to discuss uh, the state of Massachusetts uh, this past week uh, announced that they would be arbitrarily uh, putting in a restriction for farmer brewery licenses for uh, people who produce um, you know, small amounts of alcohol and sell them. Did you say it was a farmer brewery or a microbrewery? Um, it's, a, it's titled as a farmer brewery license, um, but essentially they are micro or nano breweries. They produce low volumes of alcohol. So what are they doing but, to these folks? Um, they are putting in an arbitrary um, limit that they have to have 50% of their um, hops and grain have to come from Massachusetts farms. Um, previously, they only had to um, contract or grow their own hops and grains, um, and they were able to get sugars and other um, things to help with the brewery process from out of state. Um, and it was at the result of a um, someone applied for a license, and I guess from from what I gathered, they said that well, they wouldn't be able to get fifty percent, and the um, Massachusetts ABCC, which is their regulatory body, said, "Well, we're going to deny your license, and we're going to announce that anyone coming up who has a farmer brewery license will have to meet this fifty percent threshold." So, does that include everybody that already has the license, and then they're coming up for renewal? They're at that point going to get audited. Uh, correct. So. Basically, the ABCC says, well, you're going to have to meet this 50% threshold because we just, you know, made a rule because there's, no, um, there's no limit currently to how much grains and hops you have to get. You just have to get, you know, some um, of your grains and hops from uh, Massachusetts farms because the ABCC said, well, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, help out uh, Massachusetts farmers. Right, which, so basically... Yes, but this is, this is um, some, or, some bureaucracy that's making up rules that should have been made up by the legislators, isn't that correct? Uh, correct. And, well, it wouldn't be acceptable the, even if it were the legislature that did this. It's essentially the government attempting to force people to buy local. Now, around here, there are all these signs that, you know, buy local, it's keen to buy local. We live in Keene, New Hampshire. It's where we do this show. But there's this kind of campaign to buy local, but it's just a persuasive campaign. <laughs> You're not forced to buy local uh, in those cases. And I think that if, if people are forced to buy local, it means that the local farmers don't have to work as hard. They don't have to be as concerned with com- uh, competition for from outside of the area, so therefore they can have higher prices and basically fleece these people because they're essentially forced to come to them. Yeah, and essentially it's not really the farmers that likely are pushing this. It's more more along the lines of the distributors and possibly big uh, producers of uh, alcohol in Massachusetts, which, you know, 
um, because if they if they were forced to get a different license, which would have to be a uh, a manufacturer license, it would also uh, require them um, to go through a distributor as well as not be able to sell at their brewery location, which a lot of these places do because they're a small operation. Wow. Thanks for bringing that up here tonight, Andrew. I appreciate your call at 855-450-3733. I think it's important, though, Ian, that... This is um, not how you do buy local. I, I understand. I agree with you completely. Right. That doesn't change that. I, and I understand that, you know, uh, 435 guys off in Washington, D.C. really don't have the right to tell me how to live my life. But, and ladies, that doesn't change that many times these bureaucracies will just go ahead and essentially make law without the lawmakers having done sure. anything. And that is the government breaking its own rules. They're creating regulations. So not only are they acting immoral, but they're, uh, you know, it's, it's like doubly immoral because the rules that they've set for themselves, then they break them in the form of the Constitution. Well, they've probably been authorized to make their own regulations. That's probably part of the law. See, Mark, what do we need lawmakers for in the first place? Right. Don't you see? You can just change how things mean in the legal land that the government people live in. So you're using the term law and they're using the term regulations it's like up here uh, sometimes they call taxes fees and then they're not taxes anymore see so if you just call it something different you, you it's no longer qualified oh that's not a tax it's a fee is anybody fooled by this one eight five five four five zero free is our number here tonight I um, did hear one time a uh, bureaucrat um, in a uh, clerk of court's office say that, uh, you know, the, the guy up front whipped out the old tried and true, hey, I, I'm your boss. I pay your, your salary through my taxes. And then the lady says, well, actually, we're funded largely through fees. Well, <laughs> if I'm forced to um, use your system because you have a monopoly on uh, the, the arbitration, basically, you know, binding arbitration in this uh, geographic landmass mm-hmm. known as this county, wherever USA, then I think I'm pay. I think I'm paying taxes anyway. If I've got to pay these fees to file these pieces of fo- uh, paper because your little friends in the zoning commission or whatever came and bothered me, then yeah, this is taxation. You know, I'm glad that Andrew brought this this issue up. This idea of buying local. There's nothing wrong with the idea of buying local. Uh, I, I buy I think local. There are advantages to it, right? Personally. I, I buy local when it's possible and when it makes the most sense. But if it makes more sense for me to buy something that's manufactured in California, I'm going to buy that. Or and or buy something from Pakistan, uh, I'm going to buy that. I, I was once scolded by a man uh, for not buying local from his local. Uh, basically, he had had a a local Honda dealership. Mm-hmm. Do you do you understand the the irony in that? <laughs> he has a local Honda dealership and was right. scolding me for not buying local. <laughs> right? Was he putting the Hondas together in the back of the I dealership? I don't know. Were they I, fashioning I found it very steel? very funny that uh, that a guy could be so indignant about buying local that would uh, you know? And I think well, it was like Honda uh, mowers, not well, Honda cars. What I think is interesting about this is. There are a lot of people who have this viewpoint of you've got to buy American and that it's bad to have uh, products available from other places around the world and that everything should be made in America and that we should buy American and that we need all kinds of tariffs to keep those other countries from bringing their products in here and competing. And I wonder if those same people who have that particular viewpoint can understand why at a like a state level, this is a bad idea. Hopefully to become more apparent to them if you just focus on Massachusetts, like, for instance, take this concept and make it larger. So if in your state, let's say your, your state's like Massachusetts, maybe it is in some ways, 
uh, in your state, they have this law that that they they pass saying that you, if you're doing business in this state, you have to buy 50 percent of all of your supplies from Massachusetts. Just to just to lock it down on everything, not just this nano brewery yeah. thing, but why, on why everything. Just, you know, little little grain. Uh, you know, buy a little grain here. Why not everything? Right, right. It's it's to support the local economy, and they can make up whatever kind of excuses they want. But can you see why that's a bad idea? Like, for instance, a lot of people in Massachusetts will cross the border to New Hampshire in order to go shopping without having to pay sales tax. Uh, but if you can't do that anymore because they're saying you you're no longer allowed, well, they've got uh, troopers on the border guarding to make sure you don't come back with shopping bags from new hampshire which can they you do see, about fireworks by can, the way. right can you see how that's a bad thing can well, you see sure, how that hurts uh, buyers it, well it'll it'll hurt uh, people for as far as getting the best deal i mean you exactly know, and it, when, it raises your cost of living when, right and when you raise costs on people i mean that sounds really great when we're talking about our business oh yeah when it comes to radio ads uh, rates should be really high and everybody should have to buy from our show but when it comes to everybody else hey look you're you're making poor people's dollars not go as far yeah. and that is kind of that's kind of ridiculous i mean all you have to do is take go to iowa and see what it's like to uh you know for somebody who can produce corn cheaply mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's just it, some places they can produce produce things more efficiently than they can in other places. so if you're one of these people that thinks that uh, everything should be made in america and bought in america and you need to lock down products from coming in from the outside can you understand why that's a bad idea now can you see that or do you think that's a good idea to go all the way and say everything must be made and bought in texas if you live in texas at least Texas is big. one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. There's more Free Talk Live coming up. You can bring up what you want. Take control. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number, it's brand new, 1-855-450-3733. I'm still getting used to it. There's a good chance I'm going to screw it up at some point here tonight. 1-855-450-FREE is the number. I think think it's reasonable that uh, it takes you a week to figure out the new number. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, by the way, over at freetalklive.com. Maybe you've missed a moment of this show. Maybe you don't get to listen on your local radio station during the week. Well, we've got archives, so go and grab them up over at freetalklive.com. The last week's worth are there on the front page of the site. And then you can click into the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All free, freetalklive.com. Are the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer? Well, no, not according to Steve Horowitz. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL and see a video by Steve Horowitz that shows that the rich are getting richer and so are the poor. Find out what income mobility is. You can see it all at learnliberty.org slash FTL. These are, this is an awesome video. It's got uh, you know, all kinds of graphics and things like that that will show you, well, in fact, that the, the, the wealth pie is growing in the United States and around the world. 
When you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy link on the right-hand side of the page. There's a course for people who want free online continuing education in economics, philosophy, uh, and uh, you know there's, there's several other areas that they cover there. It's the Learn Liberty Academy at learnliberty.org slash FTL. FTL is in Free Talk Live. We continue with you and your thoughts. Alberto, listening in Abilene, Texas to KFNAFM. Alberto, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, uh, nice talking to you. What's on your mind um, tonight? Yeah, well, I was uh, listening to your show coincidentally, and uh, I like to summarize what uh, what you guys say, and it sounds to me like um, like uh, taxes are just one form of fees, just like an apple is one form of a fruit. And uh, does, that, does, that sound, does that sound right, or...? Yeah, I mean, whenever somebody is stealing from you, it's, it's you know, they're calling themselves the government, then it's a tax. And if you can't avoid it, it's a tax, right? If it's a, you know, if it's a tax that they're charging you on a transaction and they're calling it a fee, it's still a tax. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like uh, the, the fee you pay to, to drive your car. You have to pay um, your uh, insurance. You have to pay your your uh, registration, and then you have the permission to drive your car. You well, know, if you're in New thing, Hampshire, you don't have to have insurance, oh, but in don't. most in most places <laughs> you do, and you also don't have to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. But in most places uh, you do. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's right. just it's just another euphemism, basically. Uh, right. Right. So is that is Alrighty. that all on your mind? Yeah, that was it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you, Alberto. Eight five five four five zero three. That's eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. One thing I've noticed uh, relatively recently, and I don't know if this is a recent phenomenon, but if uh, if they give you a speeding ticket or something like that, there'll be a fee on top of the ticket. <laughs> what? A ticket yeah, fee? That's right. Really? <laughs> I mean, isn't the, the the ticket isn't the ticket itself a fee? It's their handling fee, Mark. <laughs> God. Let's go to Tim listening in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tim. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, just actually was just calling to say hey, and I, w- I wanted to thank you guys for the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, there's there's people who aren't necessarily planning on moving to New Hampshire anytime soon, at least, that are, um, you know, being waking up, woken up. Sure. I don't think that's right. Woke up by your show. Well, and good. I'm, 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 I'm hearing things that... I felt to clarify my thoughts on freedom, on uh, on the, the legal system, and different things. Um, you know, I come from a pretty conservative background, and um, a lot of my friends and family think I'm liberal now. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, can you relate to this? I I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I ex- my experiences in my family that uh, you know my my ideas are just just radical as far as uh, uh, you know. My, my but you have a conservative kind of background, though. I I, right. I I sort of my my mom was uh, I do. certainly conservative. My dad was the my mom however, still the, is the local president, the AFL CIO chapter. So he was a Democrat. And yeah. My grandmother probably her, um, her ideas are the closest to mine. What I just remember her saying was, you know, I think we need them both so that they fight with each other and don't get anything done. <laughs> you know, uh, I I can relate because I was raised in a so-called conservative household, and uh, I think my dad ended up kind of leaning libertarian for uh, for a time and and then my mom somehow pulled him back into uh, the fold you know women have ways of uh, doing that sort of thing and uh, so i think she thinks i'm crazy i don't think she thinks i'm a liberal i think she thinks i'm crazy there you go yeah well hey. I, I i do share with other people i tell other people about the show um uh i work with truck drivers actually and uh a lot of my clients uh hear about the show in one way or another sometimes i'm actually listening on my headset 
Cool, um, man. You know, Everybody, you know, it makes stuff. a difference. Anybody out there talking about the ideas of freedom, whether you're giving them, you know, Free Talk Lives uh, URL or you're giving them information that they can go and, you know, grab like a free audio book over at freekeen.com or whatever, whatever works best. Because not everybody wants to listen to the radio. Some people want to read books or see some sort of video, uh, perhaps online. LearnLiberty.org is, of course, a great resource. Yep. Uh, for, for people that maybe would prefer to learnliberty.org slash FTL. You can see the ones that we've picked out. Okay, but there's a lot more yes. than the ones that are that are on our page. And hey, uh, Tim, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. At 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Whatever it takes to get the ideas of freedom out there and into people's minds, that is so important. Yeah, we run an entertainment-based uh, radio program, but we believe in these ideas and we believe in them thoroughly uh, as opposed to i you know i've heard people say that other you know hosts out there are just doing it for the money i don't know whether i believe that i couldn't very well do a show that i didn't believe wholeheartedly and it's hard to get up especially most of those shows they monologue for three hours. How could you possibly talk about things you didn't believe in for three hours? Right. But, I mean, uh, when, I, when I think about this for a second, it comes to mind, Rush Limbaugh will talk about, uh, you know, the drugs shouldn't be legal. But clearly he thinks they should have been legal for him because he was doing them, right? <laughs> yeah, would Rush Limbaugh be better off if he spent the next 25 years of his life in a jail cell? I'll tell you, a lesser man certainly, or less by lesser I mean a less wealthy man certainly would have spent their time, uh, that, that kind of time in if they would have been. People have been. Investigation like that. People have been given sentences like that. I mean, in Florida, I recall the case of a guy who I think was wheelchair bound who oh, yeah. was caught with some pills that were apparently not in a prescription pill container. Right. Or, he was prescribed them. He just didn't yeah. have them in the proper container. Yeah. Got and, 25 years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that was in Florida where Rush Limbaugh was when he was caught with his prescription pills, if I'm recalling correctly. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. you're recalling correctly as I as I am. One eight five five four five zero free is the number here. According to antiwar.com, Muslims in the United States express greater tolerance for members of other faiths than any other major religious group. According to a major new survey and report released by the Abu Dhabi Gallup Center, they're also more likely than any other religious group to oppose, get this, violent or military attacks against civilians. According to the survey, Muslim Americans faith freedom in the future. Nearly four out of five, that's 78% of U.S. Muslims, say that military attacks against civilians can never be justified. That compares with less than... It's probably the reason they left wherever they were, because it seems like that's going on a lot out there, right? That compares with less than two of five Protestants, 38%, and Catholics, 39%, and just uh, over four out of uh, five, excuse me, just over four, 43% of Jews who take that position. So... Christians coming in at uh, 38% saying that military attacks against civilians can never be justified. I think the numbers were 97% of uh, the uh, the war of Iraq were civilian deaths. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Is it possible that you were wrong about Muslims? This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great... Julius Caesar and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and we invite you via the phones to 1-855-450-FREE. That's toll-free, 1-855-450-3733. You can bring up anything or address this issue on U.S. Muslims being more tolerant, apparently, uh, and opposed to violence than other faiths. We'll uh, share that statistic with you here uh, in a moment at one eight five five. Four five zero free. Are you looking for camping, hunting, and shooting gear? Do you want some of the best rates on camping, hunting, and shooting gear? Go to manventureoutpost.com. They carry knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. They've got uh, the, main, the biggest name brands, manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned and members in good standing with the Better Business Bureau. You can check out their rating there. Um, and you know how important that is when you order online. Some prices, in fact, are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. If you get it quick and get it from manventureoutpost.com, that's coupon code FTL, manventureoutpost.com. So for all the fear-mongering out there, I've always, you know, we've said on this show for a long time after speaking with a number of Muslims who've called this program about their beliefs and how uh, oriented to peace they are as compared to what the, you know, popular culture, media, uh, Fox News, MSNBC, those people might want you to believe turns out Muslims are actually more uh, in this country are more peace oriented than Christians. Statistic according to the Abu Dhabi Gallup Center's poll that they recently conducted is that uh, 78% of U.S. Muslims say military attacks against civilians can never be justified, while Protestants came in at 38%. You know, I, what I say to myself uh, when I hear this is, are these Christians real Christians in my mind? Um, you know, to me, a real Christian no, of course not. wouldn't uh, would not uh, allow uh, a real Christian wouldn't support military attacks who against would, um, uh, against civilians. Who frankly. would Jesus bomb? Right. And on, on top of that, one more statistic here, and we'll get right to your phone calls. Eighty nine percent of Muslims said attacks by an individual person or small group of individuals to target and kill civilians like terrorism can never be justified. Eighty nine percent of U.S. Muslims said that can never be justified. What about the U.S. Revolution? <laughs> While 75%, or excuse me, between 71 and 75% of Christians uh, agreed with that statement. So a lot more Christians saying it's it's never justifiable to have a group or small group of individuals attack civilians. I guess civilians might be, you know, okay, that's... But on the other hand, Christians are saying at 39, or about 38% of Christians are saying that it's, it's, much, it's okay when the military attacks civilians. That then it's uh, there are much larger groups saying that that's all right. Hmm. So one eight five five four five zero free. That's eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. Comment on that or anything that you want. Let's go to George listening in Watertown to WTNY. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh yes, thanks for taking my call. Thank Enjoy you, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, just to backtrack a little bit to one of your previous callers regarding uh, fees and surcharges and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, most people are aware New York leads to the nation at any possible fee and surcharge you could possibly dream up. They but, are the uh, Empire I, I, State. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. I spent my whole life here. But uh, in any event, uh, my wife and I uh, had a discussion uh, a short time ago, and your, your previous caller reminded me of it. We're nearing the end of our uh, mortgage payments, so uh, we won't have to make any more payments to the bank for our home. And uh, she made the comment of, well, we're going pretty soon we're going to own it. And I says, well, as long as we keep paying our property taxes, we'll own it. Right. I says, well, you, can, you, can call it, uh, you can call them property taxes, you can call them rent, you can call it whatever you want to call it. You have to pay somebody else to stay in your home. So it's, a, it's kind of a 
quite a caveat we're into. We, we don't have any more mortgage payments. We still don't own our home. Yeah, there's an old term called a quit rent, um, a quit rent, and I, I, I may, may even be pronouncing it uh, incorrectly. It's not like I've ever heard it pronounced. I've only read it in uh, sort of like old history books and stuff. But it was the the fee that a vassal essentially paid to a lord that was above them, and then um, you know, then then the the lower uh, their their lower serfs or whatever the I don't know who, who who it is that sort of pays for the use of that land. So it's the use of the land that the lord owns um, is what you pay a quit rent a quit rent for. And that's all a property tax is. A property tax is the government showing you that they own your land. Don't pay it. They kick you off, just like a land- oh. landlord does. Absolutely. That's why I told her. Yeah, we don't have any more mortgage payments than a bank, but we don't own the home. <laughs> Yes, you'll have a uh, an illusion of ownership. You what can you need tell a, yourself a you story. You need to open a church in your living room, and then you can uh, be, you know be, be deferred. Really, Mark? Have you t- have you tried this? Yet? I, I, I I I thought need, you were you looking at a team into that. of lawyers or something like that. I really, don't know. it's I, that difficult to do? Huh? I don't know anything about doing it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, anything else you want to share tonight, George? No, I'll definitely explore the uh, the avenue of opening a church. That's well, I would explore the avenue of getting the hell out of uh, New York, but you know. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the trouble we're in. We got a we were born here, and we're kind of uh, you know as we're nearing the end of our of our mortgage paying days, we still have to keep paying to stay in our home. I heard you. It's frustrating, and I thank you for the call, George. Eight five five four five zero free is the number here. That's one eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. Man. Living in New York your whole life. Can you imagine how beaten down you'd be? I mean, you could just move a couple states over, move to New Hampshire if you love liberty and join the Free State Project. You know, it's where you've lived your whole life. You know the people there. Your your kids may be living right sure. around the corner. This is the thing that that draws people in. It's a it's, big sacrifice to, to move or an investment. Just, it's not just that some state government decides, well, we're going to be the biggest, most intrusive state government <laughs> um, in the United States. I don't know. They, it's a, I would say it's a toss-up between New York and California. They're... They're both pretty bad off. The, um, New York is number one, is the number one least free state in, um, yeah. in the union, according to the, the Mercatus Center's most recent study. What was number two? Do you recall? I'd have to look it up. California was in the top five. For sure. Yeah. People are, are just leaving California in droves just because it just keeps, it just keeps getting worse. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Paul listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. Hey, Paul. Hey, how are you guys hey, doing? What's, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I, I heard you in your opening that you were going to talk about the post office, and this thing's been sticking in my craw for years. Okay. I lived in the D.C. area for a long time before I moved to Delaware, and I had a lot of neighbors that worked for the post office, and they said, oh, well, we're no longer a federal agency. We're an independent company. <laughs> so, And yeah, they right. get everything from Congress. But, you know, it was like, um, where am I going? Oh, here it is. Um, the, um, the funding comes from Congress, and they, they just do whatever they want to do. And they, the, for the last three months, they lost, what, $2 billion? Uh, $3.1 billion between April oh, and three. June. So in a three-month period. So about a billion dollars per month. They're just hemorrhaging cash. 
And they're selling stamps at what forty seven cents. Is it forty seven now? I have no idea. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're they're becoming so so irrelevant when it comes to the this. I mean, you know, at this point, all they are is a delivery system for junk mail. Um, you know, coupons for pizzas and car washes and, and things. court notices. If you've got those, they love sending you those through the mail. Hey, uh, what else did you want to share tonight, Paul? About uh, the post well, what I was going to say was uh, years ago, I suggested to somebody that was higher up in the Postal Service, stop Saturday delivery. Why do you need to deliver mail on Saturday? You, if you get a bad letter, a letter from somebody that you want to call up and holler at, they're not there. And then, so that would save, but does anybody ever think how many gallons of gasoline does the Postal Service use six days oh, a week? Oh, man, it's got a huge... It's millions of gallons. I bet you, I bet you aside from the, the the money they pay their staff, I bet you gas is probably their next highest expense. It's probably higher than their staff because they're driving every street in the United States, except in the big cities where there's a guy walking a beat. I'd be, I'd be curious to I, see that. What the, what the I would, too. Nobody's ever brought this up. And I said, you know, and that's one of the OPEC's best friends is the USBS. And the other you know, you know, the Saturday delivery thing would be a putting a Band-Aid on this gaping wound that is the, yeah. uh, the post office. And Pretty I, much. You know, I, I think that it should be – frankly, I think it should be done away with. I, I think that there is no reason in the world that we should have it. But why in the world do they need to deliver five days a week? Not Why not Well, three? that's what I thought. <laughs> Monday, it Wednesday, was Friday? Like Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. Hey, yep. Paul, thank you for the idea. call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Plenty of time for your call, your thoughts, whether it's on the post office, American Muslims, whatever's on your mind. 855-450-3733. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is brand new. It's 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. If you like the show, you like the fact that we give you the website for free, unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you five, six, seven, eight bucks a month for their sites. Ours is on the house, and if, but if you appreciate that, you might want to spend some money with us by shopping through our affiliate links that you can find over at shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find Amazon links, one to the U.K., one to the Canada Amazon, the U.S. Amazon, etc. You click on the appropriate Amazon for you. You go and get your shopping done. You'll get a great deal. It's Amazon. And you can feel good because a portion of your sale is actually going to Free Talk Live when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes are going to kill you. You've probably been even thinking about the e-cigarette and giving it a try. It's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. 
Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will already save about an average of $120 a month. That'll be good for your budget. If you just give up smoking and try the e-cigarette, you'll start being richer, feeling better, smelling better, no more ashtray breath. You won't have to go outside if you live in the uh, cold weather during the winter to smoke. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit and free shipping? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. You get free shipping um, free shipping on all orders over $60. 40 cartomizers is $69. So um, you go to Vaporsmiths.com. Take advantage of this. This is one of the best produced e-cigarettes on the market. You will be happy with this product. It has a big vaporizer, so you'll get a good hit off of it. It's uh, Vaporsmiths.com, or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right, so our number here is 1-855-450-FREE, and I've got some of the details in this postal service uh, situation where they're looking at defaulting. We'll give you some of the details on that here in a little bit. But let's go first with you and your thoughts first to Jim, listening in Illinois, WGGH. Hello, Jim. Yeah, you got that, huh? 11.50 a.m.? Yes, sir. Monster Radio. Okay, I, w- I was just flipping through the channels, and I happened to come on to this, and I thought, great, no baseball. <laughs> yeah. Great. we got four stations here, and they all play in baseball. I can't stand it when they do that stuff, but uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, number one, I wanted to thank you for not playing baseball. <laughs> number two, uh, I wanted to run this idea past you to see what you think of it about campaign. You know how much problem they have with campaign finance reform and the amount of money it takes to run a campaign if you put all the money together of both the democrats and the republicans and everybody else you got a really large sum of money mm-hmm. yep. if you just had maybe one tenth of that amount of money you could support a tv station like c-span where all year long you got people that get up there and they get on the soapbox and they give their spiel about who they are and what they represent. And then by the time election time came around, everybody would know who they're going to vote for automatically because they've been listening to them all year long. Let me see if I follow your suggestion here, Jim. You're, you're suggesting that uh, some of this money that's being poured into these campaigns, a lot of it could be put into some sort of a TV channel where politicians right. could blather? Yeah, they just get up there. Who, who would watch that? Right. What I'm thinking of is this uh, this reality TV show, uh, Jersey Shore, with this, um, what's that little brainiac's name? Snooky? Um, I've she, never seen it. Yeah, I've only heard through the <laughs> And I'm just line. trying to imagine these these kids uh, in Jersey with the uh, the guys with the the, the, the boys with their uh, plucked eyebrows watching the C-SPAN to uh, make sure that their vote is properly cast. I mean, sadly, we are a, a nation of uh, bread and circuses, and uh, you know the 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 election is often decided by that uh, uninformed middle, and as a result, we get the well, we get the people who are doing finance reform, campaign finance reform. 
reform are the last people that should be doing p- campaign well, finance right. reform. It's the politicians. The politicians themselves. Right. The politicians write all the campaign finance reform laws. And if you talk to Jim Babka over at DownsizedDC.org, he'll tell you what's what's going on with a lot of these things. That basically, the way they write them screws over the little guy in favor of you know the big campaign contributors, the politically connected class, uh, etc. So I don't believe there's any kind of reform that's ever going to be likely to come from Washington, D.C. to significantly change uh, how Washington, D.C. works. And I can't imagine that anybody would watch the channel you're proposing, but try raising money and doing it. Somebody starting their own station. I'm sorry, I missed your, your statement there? Who's going to stop somebody from just starting their own station and allowing anybody that wants to get up there and talk? You can start it anytime you, you want. Yeah, I you know by all means get uh, get some investors together and and start up some sort of a, t- a TV station. You just have to pay for satellite time and then contact all the cable networks around the the country and try to get them to carry your channel. It's not an well, easy why undertaking. Why somebody do that? Well, I don't why know. Why somebody do that? Maybe they've never heard your suggestion before. I, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Jim. I'm glad you're out there listening to Monster Radio in uh, Marion, Illinois. At one eight five five four five zero free. I wish that the more informed folks would, uh, you know, do the electing, and the, those that wish to not be informed about issues would stay home. But sadly, you know that that's just not the way it is. I mean, you know, it's just not the way it is. One eight five five four five zero free. As far as starting your own television station, I mean, we've done our own radio show, Mark. We essentially started our own show from scratch. Yeah, uh, we got, we got started on a local talk radio station down in Sarasota, Florida. That we've no been kicked exists. off. Uh, you know, we we were kicked off three stations before we got nationally syndicated. That's not a left. true statement. Three stations, two stations. We were not. We were only kicked off of one. Station. Kicked one, and then the other one we, we left, left one, and, and then the other one is where we started our national syndication. And then we got kicked off that one before too long. Were we kicked there. off of that one? I don't even remember how I ended up leaving that station. But anyway. That's radio for you. But my point being, we did start from scratch, and now we've got over 100 radio stations on board with this program. But it hasn't been an easy road. I, you know, I had to call a bunch of radio stations a bunch of times in order to get to 100 uh, called on called a board. lot of uh, advertisers a bunch of times yeah. in order to get uh, to finance this So little, it's little a show. lot of work. I mean, it's easy for somebody to think up the idea, oh, let's start a TV station. And then it's a whole other road to actually try to implement that. Number one, TV, way more expensive than radio. Mark, you and I would not have been able to start our own TV station. That, that just would not have been financially I couldn't imagine how, how we could put it – just getting the content. The content alone would be very, very difficult because you would have to fill 24 hours a day unless you're going to go uh, black at midnight or something like that and then go back on it and you know, sign on again at 8 in the morning. How many stations do that? Uh, these days, so they usually put infomercials over the the nighttime. Okay, there is that. That's a good point. Uh, but again, you know, if you want people to watch your station, you don't want to put infomercials on it. At least I wouldn't think so, or take you seriously. So, starting your own station, you've got to have the hardware in line. You've got to have the the programming in line, and then at that point, once you finally get that together, I want to know what's not not serious about the shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> once you finally get that together. Uh, then you've got to market it, right? Because you're not going to be able to market your television station to cable companies if it's not a complete station. Like if it's just running your show at 7 o'clock at night, then that's not going to be good enough. So you're going to have to have a 24-hour channel going and up and running before you can go to Time Warner and say, hey, pick this up, please. You could pitch your show to... Uh, you know, network or stations that or whatever you stations that then pitch themselves to networks and things like that. 
what? You, 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 you could just make a show once a week, I suppose. <laughs> what? Of politicians talking? Uh, now, okay, I guess I'm still using his original idea. Yeah. I, I suppose I was talking in more general terms about just starting your own radio station. But yeah, you could pitch a show idea to networks and you know, expect to be denied, right? Because you've got to have a network quality show at that point, right? You better have your production values down. You better have your script down. You better have it, you know, together. Or Comedy Central is going to, you know, they're going to not even respond to your inquiry. So, I, yeah, I mean, it seems like a, a daunting task. All of these things are doable. It just takes somebody with the capital and the resources and the uh, the, the talent to be able to make it happen. Desire. Yeah. So one eight five five four five zero free. That's eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. As we continue here, Richard is listening to WKMQ in Tupelo, Missouri, or Mississippi, rather. Hey, Richard. Hey, I wanted to uh, mention two things real quick. Yes, sir. The fuel cost for the post office. They're mm-hmm. spending four hundred dollars a gallon for fuel in Afghanistan. Yep. You can. Do the Google search. At least four hundred for each gallon aviation fuel, uh, fuel for the uh, vehicles. For the generators so, that do the air conditioning in the tents. Yeah. I mean, how inefficient is that? Air conditioning tents. That's correct. So that's the mentality of the people that run this country. Why would they care what? Anything costs. One oh, way. they don't care as they long as they can keep it. stealing money. Stick with us, uh, Richard. I know you had, you might have had more you wanted to say here. We'll give you a chance in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free. 1-855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. Hour number two is next. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. You can, of course, join us on our phone lines, which are toll-free, but it's a different number. It's brand new. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. We've been talking about different things. We've had a discussion about taxes, uh, which also in some cases are known as fees and property tax, as well as uh, as well as Muslims, uh, sh- shockingly, I think to some people, not really that surprising to me, but shockingly, I think to some folks, coming out in overwhelming, uh, I guess, support of peace as opposed to military-led or terrorist-led violence. Uh, the the numbers are pretty stunning. American mu- Muslims, yeah, American Muslims coming out uh, significantly here. Seventy-nine percent of them uh, talk about a persecuted class. I mean, they've uh, mosques have been set on fire in the last few years, and this is a you know the class of people that would have every reason to say, hey. You know, we don't get left alone. We're fighting back. 78%, excuse me, uh, U.S. Muslims saying military attacks against civilians can never be justified. And only 38% of uh, Protestants will say the same thing. 
89% of Muslims said attacks by an individual person or small group of individuals to target and kill civilians can never be justified. And only 71% or so of Christians uh, said the same thing. So it seems to me that the U.S. Muslims, according to these statistics, are far more oriented toward peace than uh, your average so-called Christian. Of course, you called them out, Mark. You said these aren't even real Christians. It would seem to me. Because if you believe that you know Jesus stood for loving thy enemy and turning the other cheek, then you'd have to ask yourself, well, whom would Jesus bomb? Let's go back to Richard listening in Tupelo to WKMQ. Richard, you had some other thoughts you wanted to share, so go ahead. Yeah, just one real quick. About the civilian deaths, uh, I just wanted to remind you and your audience, it was 66 years ago to the date, August 6th, August 9th, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, when they were nuked. So that shows you the mentality of the people that run this country when it comes to civilian deaths, what they think about it. You know, the, um, the, the fact is, since, since World War I, um, I think civilian deaths were 10%. In uh, World War II, they went up to 66%. In the most recent wars in Iraq, uh, you know, it was, as I understand it, 96 97%. I mean, the civilian deaths, uh, civilians are just getting in the way more and more. Uh, people will talk about smart bombs, and I think smart bombs are, are, are better than dumb bombs. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they're too smart if there's that many civilians dying. Oh, it's mass murder. And so, no doubt. A- any way that you uh, you look at it, uh, you cannot take the moral high ground. If you're going to murder millions of people in the 20th century, there were 200 million people estimated lost by the state. Yep. So you can't take the moral high. Now, ground. wait a minute. Is that 200 million number all governments around the world, or just that's the US? correct? All right, that's what I thought. Yeah, that, that, it's a huge number. And then when you start figuring in famine, which is often caused by, you know, government intervention, they'll go, you know, they'll go in and they'll burn crops. They'll, they'll redirect uh, aid from, uh, you know, the civilians that it's meant to go to, to their military and that kind of thing. If you, if you count famine, it's even higher. Uh, the, the state government itself, uh, as we know it today, is the largest killer in the 20th century bigger right. than heart disease bigger than anything else it's a terrible yeah. terrible structure one, one last comment yes, sir. Uh, that's very good mark and so we can say then that that's the one thing that the state really does right if you want to get millions of people murdered that's who you call you nailed it richard thanks for the call i appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-3733 that's one 450 free That is our number here tonight. As we continue with you and your thoughts, let's go to John, listening in Virginia Beach to WNIS. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, the last caller and the uh, Christian violence, the uh, so-called self-proclaimed Christian that took out all those people. Which one are you referring to? uh, On the island. Oh, in Norway? In Norway, yes. Okay. I didn't know that he was calling himself a Christian, but that's interesting. Well, he was, and it's bad for business, and I get that. But with the Muslim, for he, he says Nagasaki is mass murder. He says it saved lives. I understand it's bad business. Excuse me? But the, with the nuclear bombs. Hiroshima, Did you just say Nagasaki. that Nagasaki and Hiroshima saved lives? 
American lives in the long run were saved. Could you yes. tell me the difference, just operably, what is the difference between the U.S. government dropping uh, nuclear weapons on civilian targets in Nagasaki and Hiroshima and the 9-11, uh, you know, crashing, crashing planes into uh, buildings in 9-11? What's the operable difference? Hitler. Hitler, Hitler, pure, Hitler wasn't evil. in Nagasaki. <laughs> Hitler, as a matter of fact, was Please. defeated. Hitler was dead when Nagasaki and Hiroshima were bombed. And the war was still going on. Well, so I, if you I think that, wait, 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 wait. I think in the Middle East, they consider a war to have been probably going on there since the 1930s. Uh, the United States and Western countries have been occupying the Middle East as though they own that place since then. And Muslim religion is a political and a religion tied together. Okay. They either convert you... Are you telling, wait, me, wait, you are you telling me that Christians, Christians don't vote their religion? I'm telling you that Christians do promote their religion. Vote, vote. But they're not going to kill other people around them... What? ...to take it over. Vote their religion is what I said. And one would... I mean, most of the people that are in our government are Christians. At least that's what they would say. And they certainly don't seem to have a problem with putting troops on the ground in more than 130 nations around the world as though they own the whole planet. The police of the world... What is the I, I operable, what is the operable difference between that. dropping bombs on the civilians in Nagasaki and the 9-11 attacks? I need to know... I've, I want to know a difference. Why is it okay because you like the red, white, and blue team, and they like the Crescent team? The Crescent team will enslave... I'm enslaved, dude. Look, the Christians in Washington, D.C. believe that they own half my money from, derived from my labor. If you own the labor of someone else, they're your slave. You so belong to those people. Is it okay if Christians are your slave masters? The religion itself is, is an issue. You just do, you're just dodging issue. any kind of conversation no, 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 from no, happening no, here. No, right. Is it okay right. if Christians are your slave masters? Separation of state and church. It's different with Christians. I'm you not you haven't answered my question. Is that, That's not a responsive answer. Mark just pointed out to you, you said, well, they're going to enslave you about the Muslims. Mark pointed out to you, he's already enslaved. Americans are enslaved to this concept known as the state, which is, is uh, populated by people calling themselves Christians. And so, therefore, if I owe money to these people or else they're going to put me in a cage, uh, is, is it okay if Christians do that? It's not okay. There's still a separation of church and state. So would you agree, then, that Christians are also enslaving? I would say that the politics with the religion is a bad deal, but it's the best thing going. And if you are in that religion, and that's all that runs everything, then yes, it becomes a problem. You're not going to have You know Christians that these people that they Christian, polled I'm here, that way. you know these people that they polled here are American Muslims. I mean, these are people that live among you. We're not talking about them folks over there. Right. It sounds to me like these Muslims are much more peace-oriented than the average Christian. Four out of five of them saying that military attacks against civilians can never be justified. Only 38% of Christians agreed with that statement. What do you think about that? Well, I would say this. Depending on who you're polling and who you're going with, I get it. But remember, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Huh? When you come in and you fit so into So if the, the Romans society, are raping, you should right. Rape? Well, in, in the United States, you just said that it was okay to attack civilians in Nagasaki. So why don't these Muslims agree that it's okay for mil the military to attack civilians? Why aren't they acting like they're in Rome? Why are they acting so peacefully? 
as a society they're acting peacefully? Yes. Yes. You just advocated for the killing of civilians, um, you know, 60 years ago across the world because they weren't Americans like you were. You like well, you he are. said it saved American lives. It saved American lives, right? It did save American Which lives. Which is a bunch of poppycock. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, if, if were one Americans soldier, being attacked by the soldier, Japanese, if so, one soldier would have died on the uh, soil of Japan, there was, by the way, no military reason to uh, attack the mainland of Japan. They could have just left. They, it was a defeated nation at that point. Thanks, John, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at one eight. Five five four five zero free. Sounds like he's one of those Christians who thinks it's a okay to just bomb civilian targets. Jesus would kill non-Americans as long as Jesus flies the plane that drops the bombs. Then the bombs are holy. One eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there for free. In fact, we've got news updates, so you can get signed up. Whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first. If you're on the news updates list, go to news.freetalklive.com, get signed up for emailed updates, or follow our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Once again, news.freetalklive.com. Ruger's new SR-40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired SR-40 pistol, one of the slimmest, most ergonomic, full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. The SR-40C is based on the same high-performance glass-filled nylon frame as those used on so many of the great Ruger pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, Reversible backstrap and ambidextrous controls. The SR40C features a thorough hardened, excuse me, throw hardened uh, stainless steel slide or alloy steel slide with Nitrodox Pro Black finish. See it at Ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer. That's Ruger.com. Uh, we continue with you and your thoughts. The toll-free number for you is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Let's go to Kevin listening in Fargo to WDAY. Hey, Kevin, what's on your mind tonight? Hello, guys. How are you doing? Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts is, the first thing off is that they did not drop a nuclear bomb on Japan. You're right. It's atomic. Ah, oh, very good. Thanks. Very Two good. of them, right? Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the big boy and what was the other one? Little man. Big boy, little man. Yep, yep. And that kind of deterred what kind of politics were they... Uh, believing in? Well, I guess imperial. Uh, they believe that the emperor was the the imp- emperor, right? Yeah, kind of fascism. Well, Amer- at the time, uh, um, fascism was rife in America. I mean, fasc- America is the birthplace no, no, of fascism. Fa- we're talking about Japan. Okay. Not America. I don't know that it's fascism. Fascism uh, tends to, let's see, uh, did they believe that they were a uh, superior race? I suppose they probably thought that. They certainly were expansionist. Uh, they were nationalistic. Okay, I'll give you fascism. Okay. So, it sure didn't stop the spread they, of fascism here, though, did it? Uh, it did to a certain point. Look where we're at now. 
Right. We're at a fascist socialist. Do Americans uh, think they're superior to other nations? Exactly. Yes. Right. And also, you've got a team up between corporations and the state, do you not? Uh, Not a team up. It's only because of the state is putting their beliefs on company, on the. Corporation. The state is putting their beliefs but, but on But you know that corporations have lobbyists, and those lobbyists tend to uh, collude deeply with the politicians. And so, I mean, that would be collusion between corporate uh, corporate America and and the politicians. I mean, generally, it's the little guy that gets the uh, the, the 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 front end of the regulations. The big guys they can afford that stuff. Or the back end. <laughs> you've also, of course, got uh, you've got police checkpoints. You've got the rise of a police state. I mean, there's all kinds of you know indicators of fascism, yeah. and of course, it's all combined with socialism as well at the same time. So you really kind of get the worst of both worlds. And so where where does do uh, you believe it's democracy that's uh, doing this or what? doing what? I think that the state grows. Uh, uh, oh, the state now we're now we're talking back into. America. What was your question about democracy? I don't know if I understood it. Uh, the the the, the uh, I was I was trying to lead you into something. Ah, the primrose path. You're suggesting I love that you're suggesting that uh, you're asking if democracy has led to fascism and socialism. Yeah, of course. Sure. You, and and what are we though? What are we? Well, I'm a free. Uh, like to be a free human being, an individual, someone who is not part of our. What are what, what are we? Though? What are we? I'm not. I, I don't know what you mean by what, that. What I, is the country? I think he's getting it. Well, We're a republic, well, not we, a democracy. We are a rep- right. Very See? good. There yeah. we See, go. I've been there, man. I know yeah. where you're coming from. Is the People's Republic? Okay. Is the People's okay. Republic of China a republic? Hello. Is the People's Republic of China a republic? Just because it has a label doesn't mean it's I'm only free. asking you a question. I don't think republic means no, anything, no. frankly. What does republic mean? Well, republic, re- representative of the people. How do you feel like you're being represented? Poorly. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. At one eight five five four five zero free. that's 855-450-3733. I always feel like the, uh, the the argument over whether we're a republic or a democracy or whatever is, is really rather pointless, unless you want to brand the Republican Party. Because the Republican Party would be the only legitimate party if the nation was a republic. The Democratic Party would be the only legitimate party if the nation was a democracy. I don't think it's either of those. You know, Mark, I said I can relate uh, because I used to take that position. I recall saying yeah. on this show oh, many yeah. years ago, we're a republic, not a democracy. <laughs> well, what else? You, know, you, you learn from you know, other you make people mistakes. say it. Sure. Well, uh, you got to question everything. That's what quit- critical thinking is. Yeah. Well, right. And you, that's you, all we try to do on this program. Please, if, if we're stupid, if we're wrong, Wrong. We've been Show wrong. Us. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been wrong before. We'll probably be wrong again. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that we're right on this one, and that is that there's really little operable difference between the concept of a republic and a democracy. Most people will tell you a republic is a representative government where people uh, where rights the, are protected, have, uh, representatives, but rights are protected. To show me the other republic. If rights have been protected in this country, and I'd say they haven't. No way. But if the, if that is true, show me the other republic where this is true. Because the republic in uh, – If it's a republic, Rome, it must work, right? I mean, I think, that, I think Rome is, is supposed to be the, the blueprint for a republic. There were no rights protected there. The rich people were elected to the Senate, and then uh, a dictator takes over, right? I mean, that's not a mm. – that's not a republic. 
a democracy uh, republic means from the people democracy means of the people uh, one's greek yeah. one's latin they they're just they're just terms right. that, that idea, politicians use to make you feel good about your form of slavery right the and the idea that there are people that are de, you know debating over this or arguing over what should we be should we be a republic or a democracy? I mean, it really, you're, you really are arguing over the deck chair organization on the deck of the Titanic. What are we going to name our serfdom? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if it's de- democracy, then the idea is, well, everybody votes on things directly. And in a republic, you, the idea is that you vote these so-called representatives in, and then they vote on things. I mean, really, that's the only but significant that your rights are supposed to be protected. I the bet idea- those. Wait, 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 wait. People in a democracy would argue that rights are protected there too. The, the the advocates of a democracy would not stand by and allow allow you to say that they wouldn't have be protecting rights in their democracy. Of course, we all know it's bunk because rights haven't been protected in republics, nor have they been protected in democracies. Because in a democracy, you can vote people's rights away with a majority rule, and in a republic, your representatives can, vote, can people's vote people's rights, rights away. away. Right. So what's the damn difference, really? You want to keep arguing about this? 855-450-FREE. The it's only good solution. fodder for the Republican talking heads that populate sort of daytime radio. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones out there. <laughs> Republic. This nation is founded on a Republican. It's, pa- it's pandering, right? That's just Please. pandering, isn't it? Yeah. it's <laughs> Your Republicans are right. You've named your prop- party properly because we're a Republic. Those Democrats must be wrong. Well, it's, it Nonsense. is pandering to people who haven't really thought outside of that box. And those, I didn't. Those hosts haven't either. I don't think those hosts have. Uh, the, the thing is, is when you run a show like Free Talk Live, everybody can call in and talk to you about everything. Mm-hmm. You get all these positions presented to you. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't change immediately. Sometimes I do, but maybe um, you know it takes me a, a few days or a couple of weeks to figure these things out. But I feel like I try to think critically about these things. One eight five five four five zero free. That's eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the air. Waves, bring up whatever you'd like. More coming up. You can take control. 855-450-FREE. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. And as always, you are invited to take control of these airwaves. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Listening options are available to you there. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll find live streams in both broadband and dial-up flavors. Plus, uh, you'll get 109 great radio stations you can listen to, as well as our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air satellite channel, as well as our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to dial in from any phone that can call along distance and listen that way so go and get all the details and get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys it arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules until you know these rules you're fighting in the dark it works for plaintiffs or defendants 
in criminal or civil matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com and download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletter, the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then buy the course. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Remember when you check out to use the pull-down menu to uh, let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. You know what, Mark? I apparently gave out the wrong number, and you didn't bust me on it. The board operator busted me on it. It's eight. Don't listen to me when I give you the 800 number. (laughs) Apparently, I completely just went out of my mouth without me even realizing it. Normally, I can catch myself halfway through it 855-450-FREE is the brand new number i'm still getting used to it 1-855-450-3733 uh, you gotta keep me on task here mark come on now Pay yeah, attention. i'm your mom <laughs> let's go to you and your thoughts uh we've got joshua listening in oklahoma on well wherever you are joshua go ahead with your thoughts <laughs> wow i was originally calling in uh related to the property tax um there are so many things that the federal constitution says are not allowed, either in so many words or the Tenth Amendment just cuts them off. Property tax is one of those things. Uh, the federal government is not allowed to do anything to your property whatsoever except search it and seize it with a warrant, naming the person or place to be searched and the thing sought, uh, or they're allowed to uh, declare eminent domain for uh, something needed for public use. Notice tax you for having it is not one of the things they're allowed to do. So uh, yeah. so the federal government doesn't actually have a property tax. Maybe that's one of the few ways they're, they're still adhering to their constitution, but of course that doesn't stop the states from doing it, right? Uh, no, actually the Supreme Court determined a long time ago that every state had to provide the same protections against state government as the federal constitution provides against the federal government. So are there people out there who've successfully used that information to not pay property taxes? No, not a chance. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, no, their no, papers I, mean I, so I, much. I, I know, but I, I brought this up because that's, that's just one of many, 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 many things. In, in the U.S. Code, it is an actual felony to violate anyone's rights under the Constitution, whether anyone's harmed by that or not. If anyone is uh, severely injured or killed because of it, you can actually get the death penalty for violating their constitutional rights in that way. Well... But, um, okay, I've got, but yeah, if they won't but, enforce their own constitution on themselves, okay. then the point is moot. Exactly. We do not have the right to file criminal charges. That is withheld to the U.S. attorneys and the district attorneys. Mm-hmm. So by this one very careful thing, when they wrote that document, they took away the real power from us, and all we were left with is some kind of mob revolt, which even in the American Revolution, that didn't happen. We already had state governments in place, and our masters rebelled against their masters. Well, I think that uh, violent uh, anything isn't going to be successful. I think that uh, you know we could have a peaceful oh, mob, uh, like a peaceful mob of people who refuses to pay property tax. I think that would go a long way. But uh, Joshua, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. Eight five five four five zero free is the number here. Let's bring up Greg listening in Bradenton. That's your hometown, Mark. Uh, to the WFLA. Hey, Greg. <laughs> uh, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Um, Join me out in uh, left field real quick. Would I be crazy to raise the argument that the FEMA um, uh, FEMA detention centers for civil dissidents could be in anticipation for an orchestrated um, economy collapse? Economy collapse what? Uh, orchestrated collapse of our economy. Would that, I, you know, some, a lot of people... 
I, I don't think so. I, I personally don't. Uh, I don't believe uh, that's the case. I believe that the, the the those that would call themselves our superiors, our betters, our servants, they might even say, um, really do believe the economic nonsense that they spout. I think that they, you know, I, I think they really do believe that Keynesian crap that they learned in school. I think there are well, some out there that would like to, uh, you know, that, that will use the government to se- separate the you know the the lower classes from their property so they can have it but frankly you know it seems like it seems like they just want to they, they want to do what's right they just don't have any idea how well if you give if you give enough of the the uh, most powerful people a cozy spot in world government when it's all said and done it doesn't matter what everybody else wants to do or believe they you already know, have a cozy like spot in government why so, would they care about oh, well, a cozy it, spot it, in world it, government Oh well, well, it's because it's their direction is headed. You'd have, they'd have Co- to, government coalesces. I would agree with you that government gets larger, and over time, you know that uh, that that the people think, well, you know, a bigger institution here would ha- would help in this area or that area. You know, if we could just have one large worldwide organization that could handle. Is that true? Was that true? What I heard about the uh, the possible AU or whatever it is, the American Union. Between Canada, Mexico, and it's been talked and about. It's been tossed around for years. I mean, it hasn't actually nothing real, reality based has happened in it, as far as I can tell. But let's switch back to this idea of the uh, the so called FEMA camps. Tell me for a moment, because there is a lot of people out there that believe that uh, the federal government is preparing camps all around the country so they can usher people into them. Who do you believe will be placed in those camps? I I believe I, I don't I, I mean I don't know for sure now I mean it's it's designed for civil dissidents and and anybody who becomes a problem to the state I mean they're already trying to cancel out freedom for, uh, free speech and and make zones and if anyone who wants to step past them zones they'll probably find themselves there you know and all and, I can say on that one is I is I hope you're wrong Greg and I thank you for the call tonight I appreciate hearing from you at one eight five five four five zero free that's eight five five four five zero Thirty-seven, thirty-three. Mark, what do you think about this whole FEMA's building camps? Theory? I, you know, I, I've I've seen some videos. You wonder what you see. I don't know. I mean, if if FEMA is going to run these camps in the way that it ran the uh, Katrina, the post Katrina disaster and the Hurricane the Superdome Charlie situation, thing? yeah, then we have nothing to worry about because they'll never get anything done. Well, they did pack a bunch of people into the Superdome. And then they proceeded to uh, die of what was it, uh, dehydration or something? All kinds like that. of. <laughs> there was, you know, <laughs> it was Lord of the Flies in the Superdome yeah. for that, those few days. Yeah. So they were completely out of control in in those instances. I don't know. It's not to say it's not possible. It's not to say that it couldn't happen. That there couldn't be uh, concentration camps here. Obviously, that has happened in the past with the uh, rounding up of Japanese and German American was German Americans too, right? And uh, very very few of them, as I understand it. Well, it's hard to find those Germans. They don't have the slanty eyes. So, uh, you know, they went after the Japanese. It's much easier for them. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, it has happened before. There's no reason why it couldn't happen again. one 450 free I just I hope he's wrong. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Mac is on the line in Texas. Mac, go ahead with your thoughts. Mac. Hey, hello. Hey. Uh, What's on your mind, Mac? Sorry? You are on uh, the radio. Howdy. Go ahead with your I, thoughts. I don't, I don't have a lot to say about, like, the current issue, but uh, I, I've been listening for quite a while, and I noticed that you guys uh, tend to degrade your callers more than you do talk about real issues. What do you mean by have that? Have we used an ad hominem attack on our callers? <laughs> no, not against your callers, against you specifically. Uh, 
the the way you you treat your callers tends to be uh, more more of an attack. What than are you talking about? Uh, well, it, it's been a few calls away. Actually, you guys have been a little bit nicer to the past couple callers. Well, why don't you give me a specific out. example of what you thought was so rude, and we can address that. Uh, well, you had a, a caller uh, before talking about the uh, atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. The one that was advocating and... killing innocent people? <laughs> Tell you what, we'll uh, put you on hold. You can uh, th- think about that and maybe get your thoughts together here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, because we're rude. You know, we'll hold people through the breaks and talk to them later. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And joining you tonight here is Ian. And Mark. We invite you to our website. If you like the show and you like the fact that we give you the features there for free, you can go and uh, enjoy our website and you can support us by becoming an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. It's all a three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. And it's money that we take in and reinvest into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you, if it's worth the price of a cup of coffee or hamburger every single month, well, then send on over and, you know, hook up with uh, either PayPal or any major credit card, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to do that. You'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only podcast forum, and more. That's amp.freetalklive.com. If you've got a website, you know how important it is for people to visit your website, whether it's for better results in search engines, advertising, or just getting the word out about your message. You need all the hits you can get. Mobsterhits.com is going to make you an offer you can't refuse. A family-friendly web traffic exchange, ftl.mobsterhits.com, can riddle your site full of views, and you can even make some money by joining the family as an associate. Sign up today for free at ftl.mobsterhits.com. You get a free one-month upgrade. There's all kinds of bonuses hidden in there if you uh, if you join up now. It's ftl.mobsterhits.com. People with liberty-oriented websites can get anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 hits on their website for free. Find out the details at ftl.mobsterhits.com. Mark, 
the uh, guy who was going to accuse us of being rude has uh, dropped off the Shoot. lines. Now, I might accuse that of uh, being a rude thing might to do. might have had something to do. Could have been a bad cell phone connection, or yeah, he could have had some sort of responsibility. I don't think that you can draw any conclusion from that. But it sounded like he was going to suggest that we were rude to the guy who was advocating the bombing of uh, peaceful people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Well, the guy that was advocating that wasn't answering questions at all. And, I mean, I, I understand how people can say, well, this is the opportunity to call in and take control of the airplane say whatever you want to say but i mean if if you ask somebody a question shouldn't they answer it well this is a talk radio show right so this isn't the uh, a little like what do you call it the the lecture speakers or whatever the speaker circuit uh, speaker circuit you don't just get to call in and then sit blather off on whatever and have us say oh well that's a fine opinion thank you for the call thanks for your no, opinion we're going to ask you about your opinion we're going to uh you know play with your brain a little bit and we're going to interact with one another i don't think what i felt like i was doing was asking questions that would require someone to critically think and i understand that it is diff- it is a difficult process i have tough time with it too everybody has a difficult time questioning the paradigm that they have absolutely but asking tough questions isn't rude Calling somebody an effing moron, that's rude. Yeah, calling names. And I don't think we've called any names tonight. I, I, I try not to. I mean, you know, if... if I, I usually call you on it when you're being mean to somebody, Mark, I, don't well, I? I certainly will. When, when someone advocates the slaying, the wholesale slaying of uh, people who it's have It's hard done to be nice. Nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this, this suggestion that American lives were saved by the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Let's remember how few American citizens, innocent American citizens, just non-military personnel were killed during World War II. Mm-hmm. Very, very few. But don't you so understand what they're Mark, saying is that people... America's that, more valuable. That, their, their lives that, are more valuable. They're saying that military people, people who signed up to take to get bullets shot into their soft bodies, right? I mean, that's what that's what a mm-hmm. volunteer. Now, I understand the draft was going on, and I'm against the draft. I don't believe in the draft, but many people, you know, many people that support the military would. But military men are supposed to get shot at. They've got guns to shoot back. Innocent people, you don't drop bombs on them. As a matter of fact, the United States uh, joined a coalition of allied nations during World War One, condemning the central powers, which you know, was basically Germany and Austria, for some civilian deaths that occurred during World War One. Remember that the civilian deaths during World War One were much, much, much lower. But during World War Two, America was right up there with them. One eight five five four five zero free is the number. Let's talk to Steve listening in Portland to WGAN. Hey, Steve. Hi. That's Portland, Maine, by the way. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, um, I'm wondering if you've done any research into your whole World War II uh, Japanese atrocities. I've, well, yeah, Jap- the, Japanese absolutely have, the Japanese have absolutely... Yeah, well, I'm sure you haven't, because I worked at the Japanese uh, museum, World War II museum in Guam, and I'm here to tell you that those... Japanese were not really nice on the Chamorro people who lived in Guam during World War II. Matter of fact, they treated them like they were servants and whores. And, um, you know, I I don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand. You don't understand if you keep saying this stuff. You don't understand. So you think that it? Well, wait, 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 wait. Now, now you're time. holding a seminar. Okay, I understand you're going to cut me off. I'm not cutting you off. You just people, keep going. These people wanted to treat everybody like they were theirs. So wait. So you're saying that the Japanese people are all the same? Like they're all? You keep saying these they people. Would have been. Hmm? They would have been. 
What? You treat... Yes, they would have been. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So you're if saying the people that were abusing them, the folks, you're saying the Japanese people, I just want to understand what you're saying. You're cutting him off, Ian, for God's sake. Quick cutting the guy please. off. I just want to understand. <laughs> if you just keep talking, we can't have communication. So when you say something okay. and I don't understand it, I'm okay, going to ask go. questions in order to communicate yep. pr- correctly okay, with you here. Go. So, right. look, you're saying oh. these people were abusing folks on Guam. Okay, so yes, the Japanese folks were doing bad things on Guam. Mark, you yep. already assented to that. Um, but are yep. you saying that, therefore, the people that were on the mainland were as sick and as sadistic as the people that were doing things in Guam? I'm saying they would have been. What does that mean? Because the emperor already told them that anybody who comes into their village, they should kill them. Did you do any research on the anti-war movement among the Japanese people prior to World War II? There was none. There was. You're they wrong. Were all for the emperor. You're you wrong. are out of your mind. The idea that a whole yeah, mass right. of people of would all I'm think t- of this. You guys are out of your mind. Are all You're Americans that there was no anti-war movement? Get on the internet. Come on now, really? Are you are so absurd? You realize how absurd you seem. Really? You're suggesting I'm that absurd. everyone in this in okay. this one I plot of land at a, at a World War II museum. With an archaeologist. Great. Congratulations, who, Steve. You worked on a museum. I'm putting him on hold. He hasn't been cut off here, but he, he's not responding to this point. So, Steve, what you're saying is so absurd. It's like saying that everybody in America thinks exactly the same way because Barack Obama told them to. Are you kidding me? Now, look, I understand that politicians and the government system is, you know, it's pretty good at, at uh, you know, brainwashing people. No doubt about it. The government runs the schools. They're pretty effective at brainwashing people. I don't think you people. should have put uh, Steve on hold. Well, I got to say, I don't think you should have been put on hold. Pull well, back I'm off. sorry. He, he already dropped off the line. That's, that's too bad for him. But uh, look, Mark, we can't have a conversation if Steve just keeps on yammering. And the <laughs> absurdity that I was attempting to point out to him is the idea that everybody on a plot of land thinks the same way. Yeah, Mark, you and I sit in the same room together, and we don't think the same way. We don't agree on everything. They don't so agree on a lot of things. To suggest that in a time of war, in a time of conflict, where the people's belief systems are, in many cases, divided and very sharply divided, to suggest, well, those Japanese, they're all the same. They think the same because the emperor said so. Come on. one 855 Four five zero free. It's just it's just absurd, right on its face. Let's go to John listening in Chesapeake to WNIS in Virginia. Hello, John. Hey, you know, Mark. Guys, thanks for letting me on the air. Thanks, John. Um, got a, I got a few points real quick. Um, while I let my heart rhythm settle a little bit from the last caller, I'm, I'm going to discuss a little bit about my heritage, uh, being descendant um, from from Germans uh, Germans that were forced into the SS uh, during. Um, Hitler's tirade at that time. Uh, of course, I guess the last caller would say that, you know, my great, 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 great uncle who built the planes that, you know, pretty much Hitler told him to build or he was to suffer the fate of the Jews. Um, that, that, I guess that makes him one in with the Nazis. Uh, right. Everyone in Germany must have been the same, too, as far as what exactly, they thought, because exactly. whatever Hitler said was what they did. I mean, it's just absurd. My triple great uncle fell in love with a Jewish princess, and that's how I ended up here in Chesapeake, Virginia, to this day. Very, you know, uh, solid in my beliefs um, in the, the horrific, you know, uh, situation that happened during that time. But uh, you got a radio show now. <laughs> this yeah. uh, this was my point. My point, uh, Just I just wanted to get... Um, Ian and Mark, your views on the 
current administration. Uh, uh, my point is that it seems to me, I'm 33 years old. I've been through a few presidencies now. I'm a reformed, I would say, socialist, maybe a, a bit of a Marxist. Um, All right, my- I'm tantalized. Former socialist, former Marxist. Stick with us. John, we'll bring you back here in a moment uh, after the news. Coming up here in hour number three. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. Spendbitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You, as always, are invited to dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's a brand-new call-in number. If you happen to have that old one scrawled down somewhere in your cell phone, go ahead and replace it. The new one, 1-855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Now, uh, we invited somebody to stick with us uh, through the break. Unfortunately, he didn't. He was a former socialist, and he had a question for us. So I don't know if your phone got disconnected do try to get back on we'll uh, try to try our best to get to you here tonight 855-450-FREE is the number here we continue with you and your thoughts uh let's go to john listening in chesapeake virginia to wnis hello john hey guys it's still me i'm the uh reformed marxist socialist oh okay great right i apologize i lost track of the call sorry board out problem that's okay yeah, well, i think it was actually, an ian problem uh, ian problem yeah okay. think, go ahead john. i think our am station switched over i can't hear you guys anymore on the radio but uh, you can you can fix that problem by contacting your local talk station and asking for more free talk live absolutely anyway go ahead um going yeah going back to that um my, my main question calling you guys tonight was, um, and like I said, I, I do come from a past of uh, traveling in the circles of um, Marxist, socialist people, pretty much traveling the country and going music festival to music festival is basically what that was concerning. In like Rainbow research. Gatherings? Absolutely, Got absolutely. I uh, know a lot of the Rainbow family, actually. I lived in the Ozarks for about five years. Okay. And, um, but that's a, that's a whole other story. It's what led oh, yes. me to my research into uh, just how how pitiful um, it has become. Uh, uh, it, it seems to me with the way social agendas um, so expeditiously push through their points of view very quickly um, in, in a short term or two short terms, whereas a more um, a conservative outlook on, on minimizing the size of government would, would take multiple terms um, over a, a, a expansive period of time, a trickle-down effect, if you will, uh, which, you know, we got four years in there, eight if we're lucky, and then uh, it's right back to, you know, picking up those, those uh, just ridiculous amounts of... Um, 
All right, hold on a second. Uh, I'm going to try to process what it is you've just uh, thrown out there because I'm having a Mark. I don't know if you're having as much trouble as I was. Well, I guess what's this. the question for me? Well, well, wait a minute. You're saying that uh, social the socialists uh, are more successful at increasing government in a short period of time than conservatives are at slashing it back. I mean, the presumption there, if that's what you're saying, is that conservatives are trying to slash government. Yeah, I think that that's the the biggest problem is the idea that trickle down economics actually has any intention of trickling down any economics. So did I misunderstand? Well, the, the, the point being, the point being is, I, uh, it, it, it seemed to me, um, in in, uh, in my my time period, I'm, I'm 33. I've seen a, a few elections, and uh, with the the current knowledge I, I've gained very recently into uh, minimizing the size of government, it seems to me we're to a point. Um, in just every aspect of our life where, where social programs and special interest programs have seeped into every every section, it just seems like it, it, it within the you know, the drop of a hat, we've got another, you know, social program. No doubt. Through. Government is everywhere. It is it's got its tentacles into everything. There's no doubt about that. So I, I guess I'll echo Mark here. What is the question? Well, absolutely. Um what I'm saying is what what could we what, what how could it possibly work to inform everyone that with uh, with social planning, getting the government so far into our lives could do us no good at all? I mean, whereas, you know, I guess there's not enough people willing to pay that much attention to what's going on in their own government. And is your just, question how to get people to pay attention? I'm not sure what your question well, is. Is it possible? Are we to a point of no return at, at this point? Is I guess it possible I don't that the people it, ever paid attention? Is it possible? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is it possible to reform the federal government, or is it possible to get people to pay attention? Uh, both. Both. Uh, it, I would it, say the answer no is – and thank you, by the way, uh, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I would say the answer is that, uh, yeah, it's possible to get some people to pay attention. No, it's not possible to change the federal government. I mean, that thing is going to crash and burn one of these days. And well, I think that the best example is what happened uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, the mm. you know with the debt the debt situation where the Republicans are standing firm for the American people for the grandchildren and so that they will not be overburdened with debt. Debt. <laughs> and then you know the, the, the last two days are like, okay, let's get a deal. All right, Democrats, let's get a deal down on paper. Let's screw the American people quick, quick, quick as quick can. <laughs> and then what happens three or four days later? The United States uh, uh, rating, uh, you know, borrowing rating has been downgraded just as the threat was. That was the reason that they had to get this whole thing done. Eh, that is downgraded anyway. Come on. I mean, I don't know if I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, it, it, it just seems to me that <laughs> they just can't get anything done. The government is so big and it is so it's just so intrusive. I remember it was a few years ago, Mark, one of my favorite quotes, and I don't remember it exactly, but was what Trent Lott or one of those guys, a Republican bigwigs in D.C. had said, that's it. We've sliced the government down to the bone. As though that they had been doing any kind of slicing of any sort at any point within the last decade. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd. Anybody that looks at the picture can see the government gets larger every single year and more intrusive and more oppressive. And the idea that Republicans are doing anything to change that, with the exception of maybe Ron Paul, 
Uh, the idea that Republicans in Washington, D.C. are doing anything differently from the Democrats is absolutely ludicrous. The difference between Republicans and Democrats is Republicans will lie to your face about wanting smaller government. Democrats will lie to your face about wanting to help the little guy. That's true. That's true. They and being out there for you know minorities and stuff like yeah, that. So they're looking got, out for the big guys, too. They've got their lies. Um, Democrats will lie about being for peace, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely right. They're all a bunch of liars, and the idea that— I mean, um, the American people know this. Everybody right. knows this. How do you know a politician's lie? His lips are moving. But the but next one we elect will be good. vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that you, you, you shouldn't vote. I'm just saying, you know, if you think that politicians—that voting is all you've got to do to fix this system— you're sadly mistaken. Now, we've actually got Mac back in Texas. Uh, we'd lost his call at one point. Uh, Mac, you're back on Free Talk Live. I presume. Is this the same Mac? Hey, hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, hello. You guys have been a lot nicer to the next few callers, so I, I guess my grudge is over. Well, I appreciate that. I think that we, you know, we will respond to how a caller is behaving. So if a caller is being mean and nasty, uh, we won't necessarily be mean and nasty, but we're more likely to, to kind of adjust up according to the attitude of the caller. I mean, don't you think it's fair to try to get somebody to answer a question, though, Mac? Oh, definitely. Okay. So what else do you want to share tonight? Oh, not much. Uh, I, I, I kind of... Uh agree with some of the few things that you were saying just a little bit ago is uh mostly that uh how do you know a politician is lying? Well he's moving his lips. I, I agree that it's it's kind of the same way. We're we're kind of to a point where if somebody is capable of being elect being elected to Congress or being elected to be president or anything like that, then uh they obviously have too many connections. Thanks for the call, Mac. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Yeah, you don't get that high level in politics by being a stand-up guy for the most part, except well, for Ron Paul. I love the the, the idea. Um, it's, it's very interesting, right? Like you either believe that people are good, people are bad, or the people are – some people are good and some people are bad, right? So if people are good – we don't need uh, politicians out there telling everybody how to micromanage their life. Mm-hmm. If people are bad, then you certainly don't want a bad politician out there micromanaging people's lives. Well, right, because bad people would be attracted towards positions of power. And if people are they? good and bad, then politicians are going to be bad because people, bad people, would be attracted to these positions of power. Right. Whereas good people are going to want to live their lives, love their families, grow their business, and help people. Yeah, good people have uh, usually have better things to do than take positions of power over other people's lives. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, everybody should get a handsaw and just saw Washington, D.C. off and kick it into the <laughs> Potomac and let it float out, uh, out to well, sea. Well, you don't have to do that. I mean, not that you could, but you don't have to do that if you could because all you'd have to do is just simply ignore them. Yes. I mean, if you ignore the per- them. The perverbial handsaw is sawing off Washington's control over your mind. Exactly right. You have to free your mind before anything else is going to change. Is your mind free? one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. And we're here to help you uh, with that, with Is that our, process. Are our minds free? Uh, well, we're, we're getting there. I don't know if we'll ever get to the per- point of perfection on that one, but more on the way here. You can take control. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Ed Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can go watch and listen and interact because our chat room is built into the same page as the webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And you know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. And wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins are a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. As we continue here with you and your calls and your thoughts, let's go to Rusty listening in Abilene, Texas to uh, KFNA FM. Hello, Rusty. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Um, I just wanted to answer a couple of questions that y'all posed to the audience. Okay. Uh, I guess that was about 45 minutes ago. First off, the biggest difference that I see in between a democracy and a republic is democracy has a special kind of danger, and that danger is apathy. A lot of Americans do not care about their ability to vote. So, why would they? Though? I mean, doesn't I mean is the vote a really a valuable thing? Because it seems to me, if I would have voted or not voted in the national election for president in two thousand and eight, it wouldn't have changed. Um, I mean, the the outcome of the presidential election did not hinge upon my vote. So, why would right. the average American care? Well. That's a good question, but in <laughs> wait before you go on. Before you go on, in addition to that question, in addition, in addition to that, Rusty, uh, if if that's a problem with democracy and this is a republic, isn't it also a problem with a republic? Well, yes, but wasn't the question what's the when, difference between a republican democracy? Yes. Okay. And well. I'm sorry, what I was going to say about the democracy is if you get the right people to the polling place on the right day, we could have legalized slavery. Isn't that what we already have? Well, or for to look at it in a different way, legalized pedophilia. You know, it all depends on who gets to the polls on what day. And if some people are so apathetic that they wouldn't vote once every four years, why would they go and vote every day or every other day or however often we would have an election? Some people just aren't going to I see to where you're coming period. from on that. Your claim is that there would be more chances to vote perhaps in this democracy? But I think that I, I would say that um, the, the that it, it seems to me that we already have the dangers that he's talking about. I know, for instance, in Florida, there's the, the, the ability to amend the Constitution. You get enough signatures, you basically put together a referendum. Referendum essentially are a form of direct democracy. So you have California with its propositions, Florida with its uh, amendments. These are two of the largest states. I'm sure that these exist in many other states where Mm -hmm. the voting public can vote on an issue directly. And we don't have legalized pedophilia. We don't have these things. I mean, certainly some ugly, uh, you know, anti-liberty stuff gets passed. But 
also some things that the politicians will never touch, like, for instance, medical marijuana would have never gotten passed either if it hadn't have been for these sort of referendum things in, uh, in, in California. Right. And when you choose not to vote, democracy is basically mob rule. And when you choose not to be part of the mob, you don't get to decide who gets lynched. So isn't uh, – if, if a democracy is rob, mob rule, isn't a republic just an elected gang rule? Pretty much. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're and on the same page. You're, you're, you're adding – with a republic, you're adding a middleman. A middleman that, that gets middleman. a payoff from a lobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm not saying democracy is better than republic, and I'm not saying republicans better than democracy. I think there's very subtle differences between the two, and I think we're on the same page on that. Thanks, Rusty. I appreciate your call tonight at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Either way, it's the rule of somebody over another person. Whether it's the majority rule in a democracy setup or a gang rule in a republic, you know, elected gang uh, rule in a republic setup, you still have people being oppressed. You still have peaceful people being aggressed against on a wholesale basis across the entire society. And that's unacceptable. Period. One eight five five four five zero free. At least, if you love freedom, it's unacceptable. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. We'll go to Ed, listening in Pennsylvania. Ed, you're listening on XM's uh, Extreme Talk. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I, I had tuned in when you were talking about the uh, bombing of Japan, and uh, I'd like to just comment on what that other caller said in the uh, democracy. Uh, I don't feel we have a republic now because uh, uh, the people don't have any representation in Congress, nor do they have any in their state legislatures. And you had to mention you had uh, you didn't vote uh, last time. No, I didn't now, say that. If, I, I said, oh, why okay. would I have? I did. Oh, okay. I did now, vote. All right. Okay. Okay. I didn't hear it right. Now, if uh, this coming presidential election next year, if they were all if they were to have the primary all on one day instead of this horse race they have, and uh, do you think you might be more inclined to go out and vote since it would be more choices to vote for? I, I'm, I'm going to go vote out in the primary anyway because there's a, there are a couple of candidates that I consider to be better choices. If we're talking about the presidential election, better the, choices. I'm sorry, maybe yeah. I misunderstand the question. Is the question just not having a primary and just having just that one election with no. a bunch of choices? Just having a primary on one day. Turning, instead of turning Super months, Tuesday into a real Super Tuesday. Oh, instead oh, of this instead nonsense of different states. With, right. you know, some, uh, some zealots out in Iowa at the caucus right. deciding who's yeah, going to be the president. Straw and then, that, the straw poll and whatever the hell a straw poll is. So who instead of having these different primaries on different days, having them all on the same day, that's the suggestion. Yes. And I think you'd have a number of more candidates, and I think that would bring more people out. I think that it's a good uh, idea, and I'll tell you what, it's never going to work because there is a huge apparatus that makes a lot of money, and that is right. the advertising industry makes a lot of money from pre- the I presidential know. campaign. And so, you know, and this is the problem with the government fact, as it exists. I, I call the I call presidential election the Super Bowl of advertising because that's all it is to me. Ed, uh, any other thoughts you and, want to share tonight? Yeah, on, on the dropping of the atomic bomb on uh, uh, Japan, uh, even before we dropped the bomb, we uh, killed hundreds of thousands just by firebombing Tokyo because That's uh, all they had 
was uh, you know the buildings built out of wood and or whatever, so they were very flammable. Now the other thing is, yeah, I think we we were right to drop the bomb Ooh, on geez. Japan. Why? And uh, my re- my reason is is now you can't think about it today. You got to think about it in the time of 1945. Okay. And Truman, he had to decide his his decision. He had to decide. Who's going to die? Who's going to die? Japanese or Americans? No, he did not. I think that's a Hobson's choice here, and um, I'll explain it in just a moment. Thanks, Ed, for the call. Appreciate Uh, it. I I really do believe that this whole idea that it was either a Japanese life or an American life, and we had to make that decision. I'm pretty sure the war was about over at that point. 855-450-FREE. Mark, you'll clear it up here in a moment. 855-450-3733. You can also bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Live Saturday show. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We have a bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to it. Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings over there. Sometimes I like to just go over, look at all the different sayings and check them out. Let your voice be heard. LibertyStickers.com. They have a, a bulk buying program. If you you know set up a stall at a, a flea market or you've got your own retail store, or you set up at a gun show or something like that, these stickers will go like hotcakes. It's LibertyStickers.com. All right, so our number again, 855-450-FREE. Before we go back to the phones, Mark, you were going to uh, give us your perspective on what was going on historically at the time toward right before the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So th- there's there's proof historically that uh, the Japanese government, what, what there was of it, was suing for pre- peace, as they called it. Um, they were going through the route of contacting the, the Russians, and then the Russians contacted the United States. We know that Truman knew that this happened, um, and they asked for a conditional surrender and the answer was no conditional surrender unconditional and one can can one can see why the united states is basically one at that point and you know why they would not want a a conditional surrender if uh, they could get an unconditional one so it doesn't feel like a real victory if you didn't get that unconditional surrender but what i want you to think about is the family the mom of every guy who died out and and woman who died in uh, southeast asia after the Japanese government sued for peace. I mean, was there a value in that death? I don't think so. I think that that person died in vain. Frankly, I tend to think that most uh, deaths in war are in vain, but it seems yeah. like that one's really in vain. I mean, think about that poor guy that died on the uh, just before the 11th hour of the 11th day and the 11th month um, in World War I. Why did that last guy who died in World War I, did he really die for his country? No. He died from a sniper bullet. He was just murdered. So um, this idea is ludicrous. What was the condition that Japan asked for? 
that their emperor remain the emperor. So what did the United States do? Dropped two big bombs, killed a bunch of civilians, and then um, accepted an unconditional surrender, and then gave the condition that allowed the emperor to remain the emperor. So, so it was basically no just a reason in, at all. Right. It was just basically an in-your-face. We, we built these big, nasty bombs, and we have to have a chance to use them. Well, they wanted to show the world that uh, they were willing to do that to somebody, and it's horrible. Right. Uh, the Russians, you know, I mean, the Russians were the big, scary thing at that point. So there you go. 855-450-FREE. As we continue with you and your thoughts, we go to William listening in Charleston, South Carolina, to WSCFM. Hello, William. How you doing? Hey, what's uh, on your mind? First of all, I want to say I really appreciate y'all's show, and I really enjoy it. Thank you, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, here we go. Um, first of all, in 1949, we I mean 1941, we thought Japan was not going to attack us. They were talking to us peacefully. They were coming to a conference, and the next thing you know, December 7th, they're bombing Pearl Harbor. Everything was a ruse. Uh-huh. So do you really think that, that we're supposed to believe now? four years into the war, that they're really going to surrender? Well, I think at that point their, their fleet had... be another route? It, it, it certainly could be. You could never trust politicians. They lie even to themselves. Uh, There's no okay. doubt about it. But let me, so, let me, let me, let okay, me make a point so, before you go on. Go their fleet go was destroyed. They had nothing left. They couldn't invade anybody with anything but rafts at this point. And the reason they invaded the for, in the first place was because they were basically uh, motivated into it by Roosevelt at they were, the, the they time. Were, uh, this, you know, to some extent, certainly Roosevelt wanted an excuse. There's the, the McCullough uh, memo out there. Roosevelt, Roosevelt asked for a, an excuse on how to. Uh, it was to an get, eight point plan as yeah, to how to maneuver how, the, Japanese the Japanese into attacking attack. first. And that certainly occurred. But Japan, Japan was an imperialist country just like the United. I'm States I'm not saying was. they were good guys. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that a lot of people think that it was a completely unprovoked attack, and I'm saying it was a provoked attack on uh, Pearl Harbor. Okay, I guess everybody's got their own opinion. <laughs> there, there's, no, no, no. Died. Go, what was it? The yeah, McCullough memo? McCullough okay, memo. Uh, McCull- go look it up, let's... man. Go look up the McCullough okay, memo, will, and then you'll find out it's not I just will, an opinion. I, like, I, like I said, uh, I really do like your show, so if you say go look it up, I'm going to go look it up. All right, Groovy. What else? Um, okay, uh, the FEMA camps. Um, there's a few of the talk show hosts during the day that this was covered a while back about FEMA camps. Okay. And guess what? If they were really able to come in, you, y'all you would be some of the first ones to go. I bet, I bet we would. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, thanks, William. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but y'all would be some of the first ones to go. No doubt. I'm amazed. Honestly, I'm amazed Thanks. we're still here doing this. You know, William. freedom of speech is over if one of us ends up with a bullet in our heads. Right. Well, they don't have to go with it. You know, they don't have to go with camps for us. They can just, like you said, they can just come up with a way to get rid of us, charge us with, you know, some sort of child porn right. or this you know, is terrorism. The you know, the government sh- shoots child porn onto, uh, onto my computer in some way or another that I can't control, then busts in and said, we ha Child porn. We found this it in a flash a drive. It was on a flash drive in his bag. There you go. And that's you. it. Right. Hey, thanks, William. I appreciate your point and your thoughts. One eight five five four five zero. Believe free. we've just seal- sealed our doom by telling, oh, them, telling them how to go us and get us. One eight. They, you know, Mark. If they want to get us, they'll get us. Yeah, right? there's nothing you can do. Uh, so the, when you get into the world of activism, when you get into the world of being public about your beliefs, you have to accept in advance that these things are possible. You have to understand that if you're going to speak out, there's a chance you will be targeted. So why not speak out in as big a way as you possibly can? If you're willing to speak out, 
Just understand in advance that means some nasty things could happen to you. That's why so many people don't. That's why so many people cower well, yeah, and they're people, in fear. I think that um, you know the idea that we have freedom of speech. I think the, the people that have opinions like ours are scared to death to voice them. But we are living proof that you can say these things. These these uh, you know if you want to call them anti-government, these pro freedom, thank you, pro freedom um, ideas. If you can you can speak them on the radio in the United States and get away with it. And get to over 100 radio stations as well. So let's go to uh, Drew listening in North Carolina. Drew, and by the way, Drew, where are you calling from in North Carolina? I'm calling from uh, Whiteville, Whiteville, North Carolina. W-H-I-T-E, Whiteville? That's right. And you're listening on FM? Yes, sir. Interesting. Okay, I like finding out about stations I never heard of before taking our show. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. I just wanted to ask this question and maybe a follow-up or two. Uh, what do you guys think? Will Obama be president again? I really don't believe that he's going to do it again. Americans care a great deal about the economy. It's an important issue. And sadly, this economy has been, you know, this economy is not Barack Obama's fault. He hasn't helped in any way, shape, or form. He no, could have he turned it around if he wanted to turn it around. I wouldn't call it George Bush's fault he's either. He's to blame a lot, though. He's to blame a lot for it. Sure. Bush is to blame a lot for They all just keep piling it on. He isn't going to fix it. Yes, exactly. He, he isn't going to fix it in four no, more years, no, that's for sure. Not. Well, plus, how does somebody who who supported Obama, who's been paying attention for the last four years, how can they even hold their nose and support him now? He hasn't been transparent. He hasn't ended the war. He hasn't closed Guantanamo. Right. I mean, he's, he's got another war, actually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, if, if you're pro-labor um, or something like that, you could really dig what he did with uh, GM and Chrysler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't go out on the on any limbs and predict anything as far as presidential candidates i, I did such. look at uh, there, there's some there's a couple of websites on the internet where you can sort of bet on what's going to happen in the future and uh I, these tend to be more accurate than anything else and they're predicting they're predicting a republican and they're predicting mitt romney so um you know maybe uh, maybe that'll change i think he's a really crappy choice but uh you know whatever yeah, me too i was kind of hoping for rick perry myself so yeah. i wish you yeah. could get into it hard you know? I've heard uh, that guy says like good Gary things Johnson about Johnson or, or Ron Paul personally. Yeah, I mean, if he uh, only Ron can't. Paul. Amen to that. All right, man. Yeah, definitely give some money to Ron Paul. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to win, yeah. but uh, he, he spreads the message. Yeah, he gets the message of liberty yeah. out, unlike yeah. anybody else. And uh, Drew, um, any final thoughts? Yeah, one of you said earlier uh, that you think this government will crash and burn. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, when this government does crash and burn, and I believe the same thing. Uh, which side's going to come out on the winning side, man? Who's side? the side? The socialist uh, Obama agenda side or the, you know, the Tea Party? So, the, socialists the need a government to operate. People who, uh, you know, want to operate with, uh, you know, less government, they're going to do better in an, uh, when, when a government fails. It's a false choice. Uh, it suggests that the socialists are somehow on the another side opposed, the tea party is opposed really to the Tea Party. Government. Government. <laughs> the Tea Party is just a bunch of big government fascists. Thanks for the call. For the most part, there are a few uh, liberty lovers in there. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. 
And if you're not on hold now, you're probably not getting on the line here tonight. But no big deal. If you didn't get in tonight, that's okay. We've got six more nights a week that we do this show. Mark, you host the Sunday edition of the program, which is, by the way, going to be available to radio stations for the first time starting next week, which next is pretty week, exciting. Yep. So this is your last. Uh, tomorrow night will be your final Internet-only show. Yep. So much for the so much for the fun time of just doing it on the Internet. And I believe uh, XM has signed on to be the your very first affiliate. So starting in two weeks, I think they're going to wait an extra week, but uh, in two weeks you're going to have Exxon, XM on board. So again, we're doing this thing seven nights a week uh, here on Free Talk Live, and so there's plenty of time for you to get in with your thoughts, if not tonight, tomorrow night at uh, freetalklive.com with mark how big is the debt crisis really prepare to be dumbfounded go to learnliberty.org slash ftl ftl is in free talk live see anthony davies explanation on the magnitude of the u.s debt it's only about a minute long but as the camera pans out and you can see these staggering bar graphs you'll be stupefied i'd like to say i was enlightened gobstopped (laughs) <laughs> it was good stuff. Okay. When you're there, check out the uh, Learn uh, the Learn Liberty Academy link. It's on the right-hand side of the page. It's a course for people who want a free online continuing education in uh, economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. All of this is free to you. The information is invaluable, but the cost is nothing. Learnliberty.org slash FTL. FTL. Great stuff to share with your friends on Facebook. And, it is. It, yeah. like, there's, there's all kinds of really great stuff that you could share with your friends and family and people on Facebook. And nobody can say they don't have time we to watch. We know those are your real friends anyway. Because they're quick. You can't say you don't have time to watch it. They're, they're very fast. Yeah. I mean, the ones that we've seen have been like two minutes, three minutes, one minute, etc. Yeah. So let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Robert is on the lines in listening to Indianapolis's WXNT. Hello, Robert. Hello hey. and good evening. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, Hey, um, well, I, I was going to talk about the uh, whole World War II bombing of Japan thing, but it seems like it's kind of uh, been beaten to death. Um, Up to you. Eh, well, I, and I just wanted to, to say I, I share your guys' uh, tune in occasionally and, and share your um, angst for government growth and, and government intervention in our lives in general, specifically at the, uh, the federal level. But I, you, but know, you love those military to... guys. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I I'm love not my, even going to get into that because I, I love my mil- I love my bureaucrats oil. armed. You're being I, you're being mean, Mark. You're jumping to a not, conclusion. Just, you're filling in his uh, sentence. <laughs> just please, ribbing the guy. Go ahead with your own thoughts. Yeah, th- and thanks for trying to. Uh, you guys should be careful about trying to categorize people because um, I, I don't think you would like that very much yourself. I but, agree. Mark's um, being mean. Thank you very He's much. A mean old man. Um, <laughs> well, the one thing I was going to say was. Um, you know, I know you guys don't like name calling and things like that. And you go to break, and as someone who um, you know has gone to tea party rallies and things like that, and, and I don't agree with everything everyone says there. Certainly, we're all individuals. You go off to break, and you say something like "big government fascist," and to call someone a fascist, equating that, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is the swastika and Nazi Germany. Well, they were they were socialists, but I see what I see where Ian's, you're coming from. Ian's had yeah, some situations. Ian's had some situations where he's gone to these things and seen videos of you know folks that are doing this uh, this whole yeah America's for Americans. Keep them at a Tea Party event as if that has anything to do with fiscal conservatism. Keep them Mexicans out, and God bless our troops. You know, troops using government oh, well, money. Well, Hold on a moment. So, so a country, a sovereign country, does not have a right to allow who it wants to. A country doesn't have a right. Countries don't have rights. Only countries humans. Countries don't have rights. People have rights. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I, 
I, well, I mean, again, we'll have to disagree. I, I come. So where are the rights come from? Where do the rights come from? Okay, I, I think if, well, if you get two I, people together, did you let me talk. <laughs> you, I, I, did you ask the question. May I answer the question? Ask answer the question. I'm sorry. Okay, I I believe, and I'm sure you'll disagree with this. I'm an evangelical Christian. I I believe in the Bible from the Book of Romans that governments are established by God. Was the, were the Nazis established by God? Sure, they were allowed to to come to power. He used them for a purpose. I'm not saying you know it was, it was an evil, um, but uh, so God used so God used power. some men to do so. God did evil things through the Nazi government. No, but he allowed evil to happen. Well, I, I just I don't understand. God established God, God established evil? a government that He knew was going to do evil. Because if you say God did something, He allowed the he, establishment of government. Read the Bible. I, it, I've read it. I've read Jesus it three times. Don't give me that crap. I don't want to hear when that. Jesus that is talking that is, to Pontius Pilate. Hey, hey, when he's talking to Pontius Pilate, what does he say to him? Well, what's his words to him in the conversation? I, was Pontius Pilate was he just a benevolent dictator? No, he was a harsh, ruthless man. Indeed. So I, you know, I don't gonna, see. This is the thing. You can either Bible, say that God with it. You can either say that God did something, which is establish a government, or you can say God stood aside. But you cannot say that God established a government and then stood aside, right? So if God, God established allowed. a government, then He did something. If God established the Nazis, He did something evil. If God stood aside. Nothing happened. But didn't you start by just say that Romans said that all governments are established by God? Yes, they are. Then They're God allowed. established the Nazis, and he's a freaking evil thing. <laughs> Thanks now, for the call. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. We've got to get us some other folks in here. Let's talk to uh, Wolfgang on the line in Nevada. Wolfgang, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, yeah you hear these discussions about either the U.S. could incinerate hundreds of thousands of women and children, or our poor boys will die invading Japan, and they'll usually... Ad- It'll come up that, well, we had to have this unconditional surrender, but nobody gets to, well, why unconditional surrender? And the reason is because they needed to occupy the country and take over the government and control everything directly and set up, like, Standard Oil of New York and Japan. It might have also been the hubris of the politicians at the time as well. Well, I won't accept a a conditional surrender. I will crush you under the weight of my atomic uh, bombs. But, like, if you believe that Roosevelt purposefully got started the war, well, why? So they could expand the empire. Mm. And they were already in the Philippines, and they wanted to control the Pacific for, like, the Rockefellers and those interests. So that, well, if they needed to finish the job, they weren't going to just um, agree to a peace and not come over and take over the government. Interesting know? speculation, Wolfgang. I appreciate the call tonight at 855-450-FREE. Let's continue with Quinn in Abilene, Texas, listening to KFNAFM. Hello, Quinn. How are you doing tonight? Clean, what's on your First mind? First of all, I heard, I heard you say one thing right about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yes, Truman did urge them into war with the Roosevelt. U.S. We cut off their supply lines. Roosevelt. We cut off their oil, their food. The reason that we bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki is because the Russians were seven days away from getting involved in that conflict. And they did not want to go through the same thing in Germany and have it happen in Japan. They were fighting the Germans just left and right, political and everything else, and you see what happened. The nation was split in half. The second reason is if the American people ever found out that Truman had those weapons and did not use them, he would have been impeached. 
And so you're saying the American people be, were such a bunch of warmongers that they would have been upset they had they not have dropped the bomb? They would have impeached him. How would they have impeached him? him. American the people American can't impeach anybody. Would have demanded it. The third oh, thing, yeah, that worked really well with that. Yeah, it wasn't just the Japanese people that were killed, because we dropped leaflets on Hiroshima and Nagasaki warning them about what we were going to do if they did not surrender. So what they did is they transferred their POWs, our Americans, into those cities. Yep. There were 70,000 Americans at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So do you support the bombing? Bombs. Do you support the huh? bombing? Do you support the bombing? I wasn't there, but hell, I'm an old Marine, and our rule is kill everything, and it won't hurt you. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it's, hearing from it's you. children likely will, though. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's continue with Mike listening in Virginia Beach. Virginia, you're, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you guys doing? Well, just, you know, a little frustrated with all the warmongering, but go ahead. Right, right. I'll bet. Hey, I just want to make one comment on the, uh, the difference between a democracy and a republic, you know. A democracy is a, is a rule by everyone, the majority rules. A, a republic is, a, uh, is based on a charter, and, and that charter is our constitution. So to say that, you know, there's uh, somehow uh, no difference between the two is... Uh, I didn't say there was no difference. I said there was very little difference. I'd also like, you to, I'd like to ask you this. If a republic is a government that's based on a charter, what was the government, the republic, that existed before the United States so that we could then call this a republic. If that is the definition on which the founding fathers based the definition of a republic when they called this a republic, then there must have been something prior, some republic prior to the United States' republic upon, that they could point at and say, that's a republic, we're a republic, right? Well, no, actually. I okay, mean, then there, know, were, uh, there were other governments that were republics, thought, though, right? Well, our founding fathers, I mean, oh, come on, I mean, they were oppressed. You know, they knew that there was a difference between a uh, the mob rules and a and a uh, republic, and therefore that's why they came up with the constitution. But there were republics before our republic, so if that was if, if those republics didn't have a charter, well, then a republic isn't a republic. Mike, I wish we had more time for you. Call us tomorrow night. You're welcome to continue the conversation then, and of course online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. 